Anderson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic, great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donnie Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kicks Lovett, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a play. The premiers of 1992. The 1994 West Coast Eagles. The 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 Eagles. The West Coast The The and uh, it's not looking much better from there either. It doesn't get any better. I'm Honey Badger 35. I'm joined this week by a bit of a full crew to commiserate what was a terrible game, what was a fun streak that is now well and truly over. Miguel Sanchez, uh, not a fun season, and it's looking very much like it's well and truly over. Thank you for coming on the show nonetheless. Uh, we'll get stuck into the game in a bit, but how's things? Oh, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, viewers thought we were on a downer last week. Wait till you see this week's. Bloody hell. Look out. Uh, and we've got Miguel Sanchange, I suppose, is the name this week. But an even better name. No pun, no clever play on words on the username. We've got Keys back on the show. Keys is coming in today simply pretending to give a something. Uh, Keys, a couple of fun weeks for the West Coast Eagles, hey? Uh, yeah. Um, a season that we thought might somehow salvage something and just nah, kept digging. It's like dig up, stupid. It's got yep. fucking worse. Well, terrible now start. There we can't even beat our fucking bunnies. Yeah, Sal here coming in the comments early. Nice to see uh, Sal in the chat. Nice to see Paul in the chat as well. Sal says, no matter what anyone says, we're still the second best team in Perth. Uh, I don't Subi- know. Subi give us a shake, I reckon. Yeah, what are they doing? Are they undefeated again or some bullshit like always? The the Waffle Eagles, the Beagles didn't do much better this week. They did absolutely terribly, so... Yeah, I don't know about that, Sal. We're uh, we're definitely not the best team in Perth anymore by the looks of it, and uh, we are on the out. Gents, we might as well dive into it. We'll, we'll save all the plugs. Everybody knows the routine by now. Jump in the comments, tag mates, etc. cetera. Uh, let's commiserate as a group with this one, Eagles fans, because it, it, it was pretty ugly. West Coast Eagles, nine goals, 10, 64. They were defeated by Fremantle, 12-7, 79. Migs, the story of this one, it was the story of pretty much all the games that we've lost this season. It was something we warned against last week on the show. Our worst football yet again lets the club down. It is too big of a hole to climb out of, these holes that we're finding ourselves in. Happened against St Kilda, Essendon, Melbourne, the Dogs, probably the Dogs twice, to be honest. Take your pick. It was the first quarter this time, Miguel, so that was new. Eight goals, two, we let Frio kick. I don't know if they've kicked that many goals this season, but anyway, eight goals, two. Uh, huge margin. The Eagles started climbing out of a 40-point hole. Much better on the field in the second, third, and fourth quarter. Couldn't put it on the scoreboard early enough for it to count. Chased down the lead, got it to within six. Sarong pulled a bit of a magic goal out of his ass, but it was more than overdue. It was coming. Yet again, Migs, the Eagles' worst. You can't survive the Eagles' worst, basically. That's that's where we're at as a club. Yeah, um, same old story. Uh, as you said, it was the the first quarter that killed us this time. Usually it's, it seems to be the third or the fourth mm. when we drop off. But, yeah, and it was a weird quarter as well. We started off fairly well. Um, neither side was defending too well. There was like three or four goals in the first few minutes. 
Uh, and then, yeah, Frio just got a run on. Um, the tools up forward just started clunking everything. Uh, they were getting, Frio were getting really deep entries and uh, kicked to their tall forwards advantage and in goal scoring spots. And uh, yeah, we're just unable to weather that storm until quarter time. Um, we clamped down on them after that, but then uh, we had this problem that we've had for the last few months where um, didn't matter how many times we went inside 50, we couldn't find a way to score. So uh, the second half, I think we definitely had the the better of them and probably mm. times in the second quarter as well. But we just, yeah, we couldn't find a way to score and they were kicking goals out of their ass. So, um, yeah, dug ourselves a big hole, nice big 40-point hold and, uh, and looked at one stage like we'd uh, come back, but probably didn't have enough in the tank. And I, I thought as well when um, we were sort of biting at every little... Um, niggle that Frio gave us. There was a lot of you know, wrestling off the ball. and There was a bit of that, yep, yep. Sheed belting Banfield in the guts. and Not getting um, suspended. Yeah, don't know how. Um, and Banfield was tagging Kelly for the first half before Kelly went off and Kelly was getting really um, upset at that niggle as well. And I think we expended way too much energy on um, just getting sucked into that shit and not... Um, didn't have enough left in the tank to try and uh, and get over them because we we got within six points in that last quarter, but yeah, just didn't um, didn't have enough left for it. So yeah, third straight loss, uh, first derby loss in a while, and it, it's mm. pretty much all but mathematically closed the door on the season. So yeah, uh, great day all around, really. Just just a really fun day at the office. Uh, reading through some three word reviews here from Twitter and, and Keys, they'll. Uh... I'm sure Segway and tee you up nicely because it's pretty much a unanimous feeling. Uh, Migs, in fact, this is the first one I found was yours, Migs, but rubbish throughout 2021, says Miguel, and that's fair enough too. Uh, A lot of people here, time to rebuild, fold the club, when's trade week, Uh, Simo is done, downward spiral continues, can't stop momentum, holiday to the snowfield, says Bart, I like that one. Uh, when When the Dockers kicked a goal, Keys, to go up 40 points, early in the second quarter. From that point on, the Eagles pretty much dominated the game. But the problem was, one goal five doesn't get it done in the second quarter. Third quarter, it was all a bit slow, and we started chipping away at it. You could feel it starting to turn, didn't do enough. And then, look, you, you can't hold a team scoreless for three quarters, so it, the damage was done early on. Uh, we've got Sal in the comments saying that the game felt like a definitive end to an era. It certainly it certainly felt momentous, I suppose, to me, Keys, in that it, we lost it in a way. We've lost plenty of games this year. Finally, we let Frio throw that perfect counterpunch to us uh, and, and end the streak at 11. And anything, any sort of goodwill, anything we've had to cling on to kind of evaporates after losing the derby. That was sort of the last little ace up the sleeve that we had. And we're back asking ourselves, Keys, where to from here? Yeah, well, I think up until up until that game, I think we're still clinging on to the hope that we'd win and, you know, we'd you know, crawl into the finals. Mm. Um and you know now, barring about three different miracles on the weekend, that's not going to happen. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean it's the first first time since Simpson's first year we've missed finals. Um, if if we lose as expected against Brisbane, it'll be the first time under Simpson we have gone under uh, five hundred for mm. the season. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's just not, and you know, the horizon's not, you know, we can probably talk about that next week and 
put the other nails in the co- in the coffin, but the horizon's looking kind of bleak as well, and you just don't know what what's going on, you know. And we, you know, through the first part of the season, our one wood was our efficiency inside fifty and our goal kicking accuracy, and the last four or five weeks that's dried up as well. Um, yep. You know, we're not. You know, we're not we're not converting our inside fifties into scores, and the scores we're not we're kicking as many or more points than we are goals. So the one thing that was perhaps getting us over the line earlier on in the year, we've we've lost that as well, as well as the the ability, the inability all year to stop run-ons. I mean, yep. I, I don't know how many games you reckon we've had where we've conceded a run of four or five unanswered goals. I mean, without thinking about it, it'd be a fair chance we've done it double figures. Yeah, and it was a stat we looked at last year as well, Keys. It was something that has crept in, you know, giving up these runs of goals, which is what we weren't doing 2018, even 2019. Yeah, it's just, yeah, we're just doing it. Just, just can't, can't arrest momentum. And it's been, mm. it's been something that, I think, yeah, last year was, last year was an issue, but it's just, just grown even bigger this year. And I, and I don't know, I don't know where, that's gone. I don't know what the club's doing about it. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but you really wonder. Um, you really do wonder what's what's going on within the playing group and what's going on between the years because you know that game against Fremantle. You look at the sides on paper. We shouldn't have been losing that game on on paper, oh. but but same as same as so many other games, we 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 haven't lost the games on talent. We've lost it on desire. And I mean, and it, you know, Mig was talking about you know getting sucked into Fredo's niggle. I mean, we did that against North Melbourne. Exactly. You know, North Melbourne pulled that same shit, and we lost mm-hmm. our focus at a stage of the game where we should have been putting them away, and we didn't. And it, and it ultimately cost us that game. And I mean, that's, I mean, probably that North Melbourne game was when the real rot set started to set in well and truly. And it's like we can't even beat last at home. Mm. Um, yeah, we're really uh, truly fucked and we've lost all confidence since then. I mean, what have we won? One or two games since that North match? Yeah, well, we're three losses in a row now, worst in the league, tied with North Melbourne. So that's a good uh, bit of company to keep. Migs, I know the coaching discussion is one that you and I have been pretty uh, mm-hmm. busy with this week on the forum and, and sort of over the weeks, things like that. Keys just touched on then. First time we're going to miss the finals uh you know, under Adam Simpson since his first season, we, we presume maybe things line up. I don't know how you could reasonably expect it, but maybe we sneak in. Who cares? 2014, though, 11 and 11. Big flying out there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 11 and 11 we were, so that's, you know, 500, like Keys mentioned. The average score was the Eagles 93 and the opposition 80. So, you know, you end up the season in positive percentage. You're outscoring teams, even though you wind up with 11 and 11. As it stands, 10 and 11. Uh, average scores, the Eagles this season averaging 79. Opposition averaging 84. So we've gone backwards there. By all metrics, it's Simo's worst season. And that's before you factor in. Simo's, uh, yeah, Simo's worst season, his first season was coming off, you know, sacking a coach, turning a list over a bit, etc. This season was coming in with some pretty good expectations. So not only is it just by raw numbers his worst season, if you actually apply the context to it, this is by far the worst output we've had under Adam Simpson. I know, as I said, we've been talking about it back and forth on the forum this week, but where do you think that leaves us? And, and what do you what do you want to see changed 
in the coach's box because we're at the point now where it's like, okay, you've got to have these conversations in earnest. Yeah, well, it leaves us in a, a difficult position of trying to decide whether or not to, to press the button on a rebuild or maybe give it one more year. And we've painted ourselves into a corner by trading heavily for Kelly and, and putting the team around him and trying to get seems like we have this conversation a lot, but yeah, trying to you know, trying to get a flat an extra flag out of this group of players. Um and you know, one before Kennedy retires and Hearn retires and Nick Nat retires because he missed out and, and Shuey retires, all those blokes are close. Mm. So yeah, it leaves us in a difficult position of um yeah, do we try you know, do we treat this year as an aberration? and um, go all out again next year for it? Or do we bite the bullet and say, yeah, look, we, we need to rebuild and yeah, um, nudge Kennedy towards retirement, nudge Hearn towards retirement and uh, hit the draft hard and, and start to build? Um, so I don't know. I, I think there's a middle ground. Uh, people have um, drawn the, the comparison between this year and 2017 a lot. Yeah, um, and it, 100%. I think it's it's definitely there, but the uh, the difference here, I think, is the the core of players that we had in 2017 um, are pretty similar to the the core of players we've got now, except they're four years older. So um, you're really you know, trying to scrape one more year out of them. Um, it's going to be difficult. Oh. But, as a yeah, as a serious yeah. threat, as a as a competitor, I'm talking, you know, top four flag aspirations, prelim aspirations, this sort of thing. Yeah. We're done. We we have to just acknowledge that we're done, right? Like it's not I don't think you can round up the gang and go again next year with it, but making the twenty seventeen comparison, we saw how yeah. quickly that we reset after that. And okay, it's not always gonna go as well as it did, but we did that by moving on some guys, Prudis, Mitchell, Petrie, these sorts of guys, Mackenzie, uh you know, 2018, we debuted more players than anybody else in the league in terms of team debuts. And, yeah, some of those were top-ups like yeah. Archie, but we, we tried to get some fresh faces in there. There's ways to do that, Migs. I, I don't think we can kid ourselves, though, and I don't think the club will kid themselves and say, let's try and ha- have one last crack. Because, I mean, what would you want more than the health that we've had in the back half of the season, the opportunity that we've had in the back half of the season? I don't think how you can't have faith in this group to step up a notch, I don't think. No, uh, I suppose not. You're sort of relying on um, uh, relying on lightning striking twice. Yeah, um, gone back a week there to talk about lightning, um, but yeah, we we had that uh, yeah we had that sort of miracle bounce in 2018 that came off um, you know playing well, picking up Allen and um, Ryan and, and Petrocelli in the draft and playing all of them and. Uh, also had a, a cohort of um, from the previous draft that we uh, mm. that played a big part in that as well. Uh, so you know, do if we hit this year's draft hard and you know, pull in the, those similar sort of players that can come in and contribute uh, you know, to a team, not necessarily be best twenty-two, but can you know come in and play roles when they do, then uh, maybe mm. we'll get that brush of fresh air, fresh air in the side that we got in 2018 but I think it's asking a lot for Lightning to strike twice I think Keys is a misconception about how we rebuilt quote unquote a bit of a refresh more than anything in 2018 Mig's bringing up Allen and of course we hit the draft really hard but I'm thinking Allen we got two games out of you know Brander I think we might have gotten one 
Uh, Ryan Rioli, I think we got 11, 13, somewhere in there. The big guys that we had were guys like Cole, who were already on the list. I think he played 21 games, something like that. There's a chance that there's those guys on the list already. You know, lean into Foley, lean into Rotham, lean into... It might even still be Cole. He's still a pretty young guy. But, you know, it's more about leaning into the younger guys and moving on some of the older talent than needing to come in next year with a team full of 18-year-olds. But I think we're at the stage, Keys, where we've got to talk coaching box changes. We've got to talk, you know, moving around the assistant coaches as well. I've got a nice comment here from Greg that I'll read out in a minute. But, uh, yeah, wh- where do you think the area of focus needs to be in the off-season now? I think we, yeah, we need to make a really critical decision on where our list is at. Um, you know, the, the, you know you, you're going to have to have this discussion about Ernie Kennedy. I mean, I, I think they've been really good players for us for such a, such a long time. And, and both of them have been pretty solid this year. But the question now is we're not challenging for a flag next year. I think if the club thinks that, they're deluded. So the question then becomes is, are we keeping, are we keeping Ernie Kennedy on next year for? Do you need to, you know, you've got the likes of Witherden and Rotherham that we need to really say, well, look, these, these guys we've got to rely on. We've got to play them instead of home. We've got to play Allen and, you know, perhaps Brander or Waterman or something like that instead of Kelly. You know, these guys... You've got to you've got to throw them in. I mean, if you're going back to 2018, the main difference from 2017 to 2018 was we brought the likes of Rioli, Ryan, and Venables into the mm. side that weren't with 2017, and a slide that looked old and slow in 2017 all of a sudden looked sort of young and quick. Um, and and the guy, but the guys that got us through 2018 were like Yo and Shuey and Matt Nui for a fair part of it. Uh, McGovern, Barras came on, you know, you know, Cole, Dudden, um, Darling stood up in a, in a big way. You know, those guys are all four years older, and, and most of those guys aren't, you know, they've gone over the other side of the mountain. They're coming, they're on the down, like even someone like Shepard has been, um, for his high standards, he's been pretty disappointing this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're saying, well, can Shepard, can Shepard turn it around? Can he reverse? I mean, in 2018, Lacroix was able to turn around a pretty disappointing 2017 and became pretty good in had a good 2018. Um, albeit by the back end of the season, he was starting to look pretty tired and worn out, and injuries started to catch up with him as well. Yeah. Um, you, you know, we don't. You can't guarantee that. You know, Shuey's calves and hamstrings. You know, they're you know, they've made a paper mesh at the moment. Are they going to strengthen over the off-season? Um, Yo needs to lay off his misses and get his groin rested over the off-season. Um, Kelly's got knee issues. Um, Gaff and Sheed can't tackle to save their lives. Um, McGovern's, you know... It looks like he's going to get a Zimmer phone in the off-season to get around. Um, Darling's a shell of what he used to be. Um, yep. He's one guy that, you know, next year can... He can play a lot better than what he's done this year. Um, 
if Riola gets over his the hamstrings, we get him back. Ryan's been Ryan again. He was all Australian last year, and this year he's just gone AWOL. Um, it's been universal, that, really. Yeah, that 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 knew is about the only guy is. Hey, yeah, well he's he's been good. Yeah. You know, he's 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 literally and figuratively head and shoulders above the rest of the squad. Um, but as good as he's been, he's also hamstrings us because he's seventy percent of his sort of max game time, um, which creates a structural problem that you know we've we've spent all season trying to over and the guy who probably could have solved it in was is you know near on all Australian selection for Sydney. Yeah. We traded him away. We, we bloody swapped third round, second round draft picks with Sydney and you thought, oh that was pretty good. Sydney finished outside the eight and we finished in the eight and now this year it's the opposite way around. So that trade sucks. Um Cornelio's he fits their midfield perfectly. He's a cripple. Good on his um, day, but you know who isn't on this team? So yeah, Canelio's. Yeah. You know, Canelio. I mean, he can't even really hard to get a game for GWS at the moment. He's, I mean, yeah, three years ago would have been handy, but now he's he's not. You know, we we have to invest in the draft. I don't want to mm. see us. I don't want to see us drafting in any players. None. I don't, and I don't, and I don't care who they are because if you've got someone, I throw a name up, say Luke Jackson, just for an example, how much mm. we have to give away to get him in, it's we're going back to Kelly territory. Mm. And, you know, two years down on that trade, um, that's sucking balls. I mean, it just, you know, it's, it's not necessarily Kelly's fault, but he's not, he's, he's a shadow of the player. He has nowhere near the impact he was having at Geelong. And we gave what two, you know, four picks inside thirty for him. Yep. You know, it's and we haven't we haven't utilised it. So we we've got to, um, and we need to look at our our um, coaching staff. And I think we need. I I think if you look at you look at say Clarkson at Hawthorne for an example. Um, yep. He turned over his assistants fairly regularly. You know, so well, that's because so many of them are getting hired away to get a, yeah, a getting coaching poached. job. Who's <laughs> yeah. poaching um, the Eagles crew at the moment? Nobody. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, the one good thing, I mean, there's Jamie Graham, sort of his yes. name pops up a little bit. So you sort of think, well, okay, well, you want to keep, if you can keep Jamie Graham, that's that's a good thing because if yep. clubs are interested in him, obviously he's, he's doing the right thing. Um, Hickmont's been there for as long as Simpson's been there. Um, I kind of like him, but maybe maybe we need some, you know, Pratt, Webster. You know, I, I think I mean in the press there's been there's been a couple of suggestions that we approached Harvey. I mean, I've no idea if that's true or not. I don't know. Like, it is. Know how I feel I'll, about I'll, that. I don't know I'll, if Harvey's the right the right mix. I think the one thing, if you look at our coaching group, the thing that stands out is they're kind of all nice blokes. Mm. And and we include and we who's chucking we, Gatorade around keys? That's what yeah. I need to know. Who's no, slapping not, the I mean, bottles? We, 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 I know it's been an ongoing discussion that we've had, and we've sort of backed, you know, the, you know, the given sprays and yelling at players mm. and whether or not that's the right thing to do or something like that. But 
Um, you know, we don't have none of our coaches you describe as a firebrand and would really, really, really rev up players, and the players would be scared to talk to them. Um, and I don't know that whatever Harvey's credentials are. I mean, Harvey just seems to be like, and he seems like a pretty nice, nice bloke. Harvey's a nice guy. So I don't yeah, know that, that but if he fixes the midfield, you know, if he's he's a smart guy as well. well, well no, I'm not he, not to answer, say that our but, current crop aren't, but I, I think of all the guys that are sort of being floated around, and I, my understanding is that they have put something to him. Whether he wants to move his family across or whatever, that's a different discussion. But I, I would take it as a much bigger get, even off it's a, it's falling into an easy trap. But even just off name value over the current crop, I would I would take him. Well, he comes, I mean, if one of those with a name, at least, you know, people mm. are going to turn around and go, well, they, this guy knows what he's talking about. They're going to listen mm. to him. Um, so, but it does show that they they are looking at, at at things and they know that there's, and I think that was, a, if I remember rightly, at 2017, there was a lot of talk at the back of 2017 when we were struggling and Simpson was sort of saying, look, yeah, we're aware of the issues. We're working through them, and and I think there was a there's a reasonable amount of scepticism about whether he really understood what the issues were and things like that. And we did. We came out and fixed them in 2018. So, um, you know, maybe they're looking at it, and there's things happening behind the scenes that we don't see that they're they're positioning themselves so that they can, you know, manufacture a fairly good Bounce talent. Back. There is yeah. some talent there. We've got we've got the makings of a reasonably good spine, um, and yeah, I, I mean some adjustments. You know, I, I think you know there's a lot of talk about the game plan. I, I think there's I think the bigger issue is the the lack of confidence in the players. Um, you know, they don't seem willing to pull the trigger and you know go on the attack. Um, so. Unless they're 40 points down, which has been a consistent trend this year. I I mean, it's sort of like, you know, and even against Melbourne, you know, which, you know, five and a half goals down when the lightning struck and then we come back after that and and Mm. we nearly nearly pinch it. So, um, yeah, so there's, I I think there's there's some hope there that we can turn around. I don't. I don't think the hope's there that we can do a 2018 and come back and win a flag, but I, I think no. there's, 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 a, there's a shell of a rebuild there. Um, and, you know, we need to nail the draft. It's, we've, we've, but let's see where we end up after this weekend and we might have one of those rare top 10 picks that we haven't had one since... 2010. Jesus. There you go. Uh, Migs, I'll, I'll get your final thoughts on this. We've not really been unpacking the Dockers game as such, but why would we? It's the same game we've seen 10, 11 times this year now already. Uh, but before we get to that, look, as I said, good comment here from Greg, a pretty big comment. I might put it on the screen. I'm not sure if it'll block out the sun, but let's have a look. Look at that. There we oh, go. I've disappeared. <laughs> we've sort of circled back around to this. But the basic point, we're in need of a coaching shake-up with assistance. As I said, look, the Eagles have gone after uh, Harvey from Collingwood. At the very least, for me, Migs, that shows that they know there's some change needed and they're looking into it. Whether he accepts or not, we'll wait and see. But fingers crossed for me. 
Fresh ideas. We need to change the momentum swings. Absolutely. Uh, we've been trying to replace Rioli for two years and it didn't work. Still think J.K. Hearn, should we go around for one more year, says Greg. And I, I think I agree with that. Whether it's right or wrong, it's up for you to decide, I guess. But I think they will go again. Uh, less injuries and more consistent performances. We can get back to the top. I don't think we're in need of being a bottom eight team to rise. I like that concept, Migs, that you don't need to yeah. bottom out entirely to come back. Another question about the ruck here uh, from Paul uh, talks about... Uh, yeah, here it is. Sorry. Uh, what are we doing in the ruck department? When Nick Nat retires, who are we going to play? We keep playing Vardy. Vardy needs to go, plain and simple. And they seemingly have no faith in Bailey Williams. Over to you on that one, I suppose, Mig. And then and then your, your closing thoughts, I suppose. Hit the draft, do a bit of a refresh in the coaching box and, and hope for the best, is it? Yeah, well, on the ruck one, um, yeah, Bailey Williams has been um, a big disappointment this year. Certainly no orphan in that. And um, he's been he's had a lot of injuries, I think. Did his ankle playing basketball uh, during the preseason, and that set him back. And yeah, he hasn't had a clear run at it. So hopefully, he gets a reset and uh, and has a big twenty twenty two because he was one that I was really looking to to play that second um, ruck role that uh, that Nick Nat's played that uh, that Vardy's played assisting Nick Nat. Um, and yeah, he just hasn't. I think he's played something like four or five games this year, and he's uh, he's not really uh, impacted any of them. So, yeah, look, fingers crossed that it's just a down year for him, and, and we will see a bit more of the development that we uh, we saw from him last year in a COVID-affected year. Um, Callum Jamison, I suppose, is the other one. Uh, they don't seem to be using him too much in the ruck, um, no. in the waffle, in, in uh, first year of waffle, second year on the list. So you'd hope he'd be... Um, getting a bit more uh, exposure than that. So, yeah, um, I don't know what we do when Nick Nat um, does retire. It's uh, it's going to be a real shock to the system. Um, yeah, what were your other questions? Um, oh, just, you know, closing <laughs> thoughts. I mean, Paul's come through with a question about Brander. Seemingly no contract for him yet. He's an emergency this week. We're playing some kids this week, but he's not one of them. Seems to be yeah. playing okay in the waffle, but... Can't get a game in the in the league side. Yeah, Maybe still being thrown all over the place there. in the waffle. Yeah, uh, yeah, feels just feels like he's gone. Um, he'll mm. be. We haven't had too many sort of big names ask for a trade in the last decade or so. Um, Ebert probably the only yeah, one. Yeah, Ebert and, probably the last and, one. Uh, Lysette, I suppose. Or yeah, more, you know, and moving on. And, and Scott Selwood, I suppose. But um, yeah, he might be the next one. Uh, Lepic as an assistant as well. Haven't Is there that truth to rumour there's been an approach to Justin Lepic as an assistant as well? I do not know. I've got no idea about that at all. But I hope so. Again, that would be a good yeah. one. Yeah, it seems like it would be a good one. Uh, Sal, as an answer to our ruck problem, said, let's go back and get Cal Sinclair. I'd be very on board well, with that. A great yeah, man in the um, 22. Great man. Yeah, uh, yeah getting back... Um, Bring Cox playing in the party role as you know of rucking in the waffle and, and being there if you need him. Um, mm. Yeah, he he would be far from the worst um, worst pickup if, if Sydney would let him go. Uh, be nice to get one of their rucks back again. We send all our rucks there, evidently. But yeah, um, I, I think we've talked about how we need to go to the draft next year and or draft this year and. Yeah, we just need to hit it hard. 
Well, well James, see, I think. Just, oh, you go, Kate. Just on Brando, I did. I did see an article today <laughs> that did say that Brando, we'd, we'd started contract talks with him, which is the first time I'd seen seen that. So. Yeah, I think I saw yeah. one last week saying it was coming up, or yeah, they were about so to open talks. Open talks with him, and then yeah, just very late to be doing that. Final circle back to Hearn and Kennedy. Mm. I think if um, if we do decide to retain them, which it kind of looks like we might do. I think we will, yeah. Was, despite what I said earlier, I think if we do that, we need to do it on the basis that they both understand that, you know, maybe their game time is going to be, um, or their number of games is going to be perhaps reduced. Um, and we use Kennedy as a forward line coach and Hearn as a back line coach. Hearn has already said, I think he said in the lead up to his 300th that um, he wouldn't mind looking at coaching. Mm. Uh, that could be a good transition for him. And if it means that we can retain them on the playing list, um, that frees up a little bit of money and, and then you deploy them as as sort of playing assistant coaches, that frees up a little bit of money towards um, you know, getting mm. someone like Lippich or, or a Harvey or someone like that. So, yep. and, and I think Kennedy kind of, I've seen, not so much recently because you can't go down to training, but I've seen plenty of times at training. Kennedy kind of runs that forward line training session anyway. I mean, Kennedy gave the mids an absolute spray at halftime as well. They showed <laughs> the, the footage at halftime and yeah. he was going so, nuts at it. So we could do could, we could do worse of, of having those two guys as sort of de facto assistant coaches and I mean that's mm. if they play on that's what we need them to be because we need them yeah. to be we need them to be rather than contributing to a, a tilt of the flag that's not going to happen we need them to be developing the guys that are going to be there for the next tilt so yeah I said I said it today and it, uh, long term I think it probably is the right call to retire them but genuinely the most joy that the Eagles give me at the moment is when I see Kennedy still marking and kicking him from everywhere so I'm just I'm not ready for it but We'll wait and see. Plenty, uh, plenty of water to go under those bridge uh, bridges there, gentlemen. I think we'll move along. There's, there's lots of stuff to talk about. We could keep going again and again. I think we'll have a similar chat next week as well. I'm sure we'll have an off-season episode and really look at this stuff in, in sort of a player-by-player a player detail. But for now, guys, I think it's time to move on and we'll, uh, we'll spice things back up with a bit of Heroes and Villains. All right, heroes and villains time. Keys, it is customary that you lead us off with some villainy. There's plenty to choose from. Let's steer clear of just naming every Eagles player, but a fair few of them let us down. Other than that, villains of the way from yourself, please, Keys. Oh, yeah, I was... Villain of the week was going to be um, the club. <laughs> Again, three or four in a row. Because just the whole fucking box and dice could... I mean, a lot of the stuff I was going to use for this, we've, we've sort of run through. But um, I really, if if there was one thing I would really, really like to find out is what the fuck happened in that harbour at the start of last year. Because we since since then, we have been off the rails. We, we've been, we've not been... We've not been the club that we were preceding that. Right. There's been whispers and stuff like that about some things that may or may not have happened and I've got no idea and whether they do or didn't. But um, 
purely as an outsider looking in, it looked like there was some some rifts that opened up during that time, and those those rifts had turned perhaps into chasms. I mean, we we sort of we moved on. Schofield sort of retired. We kind of the departure of Jetta last year was a little bit messy. Um, you know, there's, there's things like that. The players, I mean, this year we've had seen you know vision of players yelling at each other on field and finger pointing and stuff like that. That's not something we we're used to seeing from the mm. playing group. You know, yeah. that's that's pretty that's been pretty rare. But that's this year it's been um, quite common. Um, you know, we had we don't know why, but sort of glass kind of left for maybe better money in a water filtration company in Wangara. Oh, fucking what? That old story. Yeah, you know, less than a year into a role that was, um, you know, so that was unusual. Um, Adam Silver departed the women's program sort of mid-year. Uh, Trevor Nisbet sort of sending out media releases and letters to the members crying about money. Um, and then about on-field as well, which he's never, ever done, even when yeah, we've been terrible. Yeah, he, he's One of the good things about him as a CEO is he's left the on-field stuff. He hasn't done that, but he's sort of turned yep. around and he's addressed that. Uh, we had Vozzo crying about, you know, the waffle and the, you know, and that thing. Simpson's usually a pretty good media performer, but then he, he made that private school thing, which was, a, you know... <laughs> As much yeah. as we know, we said, you know, what he was getting at, but, I mean, he's usually smarter than that to get himself dragged into that sort of shit. When um, it rains, it pours, though. It's stuff like that. It know, all just our, our all happens. Our social media guys have been fucking crap all season. Um, they, they've never been good, but, you know, we've had guys like West and Edwards, Taboo, and you look at what other clubs do when a guy's making his first, playing his first game, and yeah, you know, there's footage of him ringing his parents, them ringing their parents and stuff like that. And it's like we do next to nothing. Um, one of the good things they did at the start of the season, they did that us Simo segment, which yeah. you know was least good. And you know, props to Simo for um, turning up each week. But then yeah, that, yeah, that disappeared like Ryan Burrows after. <laughs> funny enough, after a win, I think that. The one, the first time they stopped doing it was after a win out of, out of all things, but that's just I think, um, without trace or explanation. Um, you, I mean, Hearn's three hundredth game, they released a t-shirt that looked like a ten-year-old had done it with a crayon. Um, yeah, this has been building up for a while, guys. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's, there's a lot of stuff this year with the club that just you you, you don't see. I mean, we, I mean, and and us us fans. I mean, we stopped going with the footy. I mean, mm. we're getting third. You know, we we hardly before this. You know, pre-COVID. I mean, we we were hardly ever getting below fifty of the game. Now we're we're struggling to get much over thirty now for games, and yep. there's. There's reasons behind that and things like that, but I mean, the, a lot of ways the fans are voting with their feet. They're just not turning up. Um, 
I know. I, you know, I could. I mean, I did. I mean, the derby was a Fremantle home game, but was, and I stay away from those because I don't want to get infected with Frio. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, there's no vaccination against that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and the Melbourne game, I thought about going, and then I'm glad I didn't go to that. Well, North Melbourne, um, Monday night, in the rain, 18th yeah, well, place. I went, I went to that, and I wish yeah. I hadn't. 30K. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I just, yeah, tip a bucket on the glove. I'm pissed off with them. Uh, yeah, Good. They've got, Nicely done. They've got a lot of work to do, and, and oh, yeah, that's the other bit. <laughs> the other bit of the club is the fucking strength and conditioning guys. How many soft, how many yeah. soft tissue injuries we had this year? Soft tissue and... And groin, yeah. Op Op was like, you know, polio eradicated. That, that, that had sort of died in the hills with the Taliban, and you know, it come back this year at our club quicker than they did. Um, you know, that's, you can get you can get a bad run of injuries. You can get contact injuries, and you get breaks and stuff. That's just straight out bad luck. You know, it's mm. that happens. But soft tissue. And groin, groin issue, which are overuse type thing, that's on the strength and the conditioning guys. And our guys are normally, I can't remember a year where we've had this many soft tissues and can not, not like a, a spate of them at the start of the year. It's been, well, we've had just about one every week. And, and you know, you get the injury report comes out on a Tuesday and we've made fucking jokes about it. Yeah. Like, you know, on the Thursday, there's going to be a player that was on the list on Tuesday that comes out Thursday. And it kept, yeah. happened again this week. Bloody Rioli. You know? Yeah, of all people. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, how... I mean, it was almost inevitable that he was going to miss with a bloody hamstring injury. You know? It was like... I mean, as much as I was pissed off, it was almost because it was like, fuck, I knew it was going to happen. It was like, yeah, Rioli's going to come back. No, he's done his hammy because... He maybe you push too hard trying to get back and um and then the last one on I, social media they did the video I thought he'd do it in the first quarter. Who yeah, I thought he'd do it. Fucking idiot that did the idiot the video length at four twenty. Hero. Oh, hero no. of the week. That's not villain, that's hero. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. You're done, done with the segment, done with uh, the club by the sounds of it. That was a pretty all-encompassing villain for the club there. Uh, Migs, any villains outside of the West Coast Eagles? Or is it uh, It's pretty much unanimous this week, I think? I was going to nominate the Taliban. I think they got a mention in there. Um, Jeez, they got a couple, didn't they? Far out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I saw a mention in the comments about Willie Rioli, whether his return had, had caused the rift, had, had caused a rift oh, yeah. mid-season. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, um, that's correlation... Uh, being mistaken for causation, but uh, one correlation and causation thing I'm really um, uh, I'm really convinced about is the Birds of Tokyo song that came in start of last year, didn't it? Twenty oh yes, twenty twenty last year. Yeah, yeah it did. and yep. we've we've been pretty ordinary since then. So yeah, get rid of the song; that'll fix all our problems, I think. Uh, and my other my other nomination was for Ross Lyon for basically oh someone's just commented right now, um, yeah Ross Lyon basically applying in the media for David Teague's job when he's still sitting in the fucking seat. Yep, good stuff there, Roscoe. Get the job. Yep. Just go all in on jagging eighth place. 
burnout. No good. No good. All right. Well, I think villain of the week is the West Coast Eagles. I'm not topping any of that. So some good noms, Mig, but uh, I think I think yeah. villain of the week for the West Coast Eagles for sure. And, and just the, the club and from the top to the bottom. No, not great. Not great. Uh, heroism, though. A few nominations for hero. I was actually going to point out that social media guy there, Keys. The, uh, the 420 on the Willie video. I thought that was quite funny. Jeremy McGovern this week, by the way. Bad week to pick him for a hero, perhaps. But off-field, I have it on very good authority. There was an Eagles function, like a... Uh, not a members function, but, you know, they had Nizzy spoke and Gov was there and this sort of thing. Uh, not only did Jeremy McGovern not have dessert, I'm told, but also he said that the best thing that's ever happened to him in his life was his dad not playing enough games to get the father-son rule in the mantle. <laughs> So that's heroic in that it just made me smile. Those two little tidbits that I got passed along made me smile. Nice to hear those. Heroism few and far between this week, but Migs, anybody do anything good for you this week? No, I was going to say Willy Rioli for overcoming. Uh, we'd stand and applaud what he'd overcome, but he hasn't overcome <laughs> yet. So. Oh, one um, more on that. I watched a tw- uh, 2006 Eagles-Carlton game this week. Darren Glass. It was just really fun watching Darren Glass play footy. Jesus Christ. Keys reminded me when he mentioned him before, but there's Hero of the Week for, for Darren Glass as well, by the way, Mix. Yep, sure, why not? <laughs> why I haven't not? got the others. <laughs> Fair enough, Keys. Uh, anybody make you happy this week, of all things? No. Good. No, that Good. My, daughter, my daughter's moving out on Saturday to make her Hero of the Week. It's <laughs> pretty good. It's better well, than anything well, else. Nice than nice. Dirty looks, but... Um, I nominate myself for sitting in for sitting through the game surrounded by Freo fans and actually making it yep. to the final side. Yeah, that's yep. heroic. Uh, any Eagles fan that was at that game, uh, there's a few on the board that pointed it out. Heroism, heroism to all of you. Who are we giving it to? Right, I reckon we I reckon we move on without even awarding anybody in particular. The nominations. Sketchy at best. So uh, let's move along to the game then. We'll have a look. Round 23. The misery is soon to end, we hope. Uh, somebody's breaking up in a big way. Might be Migs. Might be not. Could be anyone. Oh, well, the wonders of live technology. Uh, let's move on to the game then, gents, because the Eagles, this Saturday, they do play the Brisbane Lions. The Lions will know whether or not the game's a dead rubber. I think if the Dogs win on Friday night, then the Lions can't go any higher than fifth, which they're already in. So fifth or sixth game's more or less immaterial for them. But uh, Keys, Queensland, not a happy hunting ground. The Eagles in horrendous form. I don't even really want to do a line-by-line breakdown of this game, but basically let's just come in with the question of can the Eagles pull off the miracle and jag a final spot? They'd need the lo- they'd need to win and they'd need Essendon to lose for that to happen. Uh, and then also really, what are you looking for? What do you want to see on Saturday that's going to give you something? Is it a performance from a young kid? Is it a whole new game plan in a week? Like what, do you, what are we going to see that's going to at least come away from it and going, oh, well, at least there's this for next year? Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah all good. The uh, audio is coming through about as well as the Eagles season. Just now. Uh, must um, be Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It'll be 
it'll be entirely consistent with our season that we win on the weekend because mm. every so many games we've left it till it's too late. And now, you know, a win's, a win's going to be, in all likelihood, completely pointless. Um, so we'll, we'll win and we'll fuck up the final chances of the one team that if we didn't win it, I hope they do. And that's Brisbane, because by us winning, is we probably keep them out of the top four. So that'd be just, just perfect. So, um, you know, we'll win and then we'll have to sit through an extra day of suffering while we sit down and go and hope that either Colin or Carlton can win their games and and watch both of them lose in the last minute by four points and we miss out on our finals by, by an and kick after the siren by Jake Sprinter or Wolfie. Sounds good. Just a piss us off and rub it in. Um, so, uh, yeah, what do I... I just want to see the players have a dip and and um, and don't actually pretend to give a crap, but actually do, do it. Give a crap yeah. and, and, and think, well, at least, at least the season's been a waste. At least try and salvage something and... And hopefully some of the young guys that we have got playing on the weekend um, step up and, and show us that we've got something to look forward to next year. Um, yeah, and Nick Nat to put in an absolute blinder and, and make it impossible for the Australians to the fuck faces to um, not exclude him from where he should be, and that's the Australian Rockman. Yeah, that's a good one, Keys. Uh, Mig's pretty much the only good thing that could come out of this season, or indeed this week, or any of it really. I wanted to see Willie play. That's not going to yeah. happen. Uh, maybe a Liam Ryan mark of the year. Just something that's not anything but pure fun. Like, let's just have some fun, for God's sakes. And then, yeah, Nick Nat in the All-Australian side. That'd be a big one from me. Uh, anybody in particular, any of the kids that you think could really shine or, or take on a new role? I think we saw Cole moving further up the ground. Jackson Nelson's training with the mids and, and sitting with the mids now in the breaks. Like, is there any sort of magnet you want to see move this week that's at least going to give you something to take forward? Yeah, when you, you're talking about Nick Nat's um, All-Australian chances, I was thinking another thing that um, might be nice would be a, a Rising Star nomination for someone because we don't seem oh, yeah. to get too many of them. Um, so, I'd, yeah, trying to think who, who it might be. Either of the Edwardses yep. would be a... a possibility um rotham's probably ineligible west will be ineligible but yeah just um foley even just just a nice game out of one of those guys that we can look um a bit uh look at and think um yeah at least there's something to look forward to in the future because yeah we've brought a few of the kids in um not sure how much we'll see from them um but yeah just want to uh want to see the players have a dip, really. Um, did see it, I think, a lot of the effort against Fremantle's been criticised, but uh, after quarter time, I thought they they really did uh, have a go. The tackle numbers were the best we've had all season by some margin. Gang tackling um, too. It was clearly a mess. Yeah. It shouldn't, it, was, it shouldn't take 40 points down, but there was some signs, yes. Yeah, and so, yeah, just continue that on and, you know, 
we pretty much know we've only got one more week to go. So just fucking leave everything out on the field for that you know, for those three hours and yeah, um, take out your frustrations on uh, on the the Lions players and yeah, make some of them hurt within reason. Obviously, don't uh, you know, misplaced aggression. We saw a bit of that last week. It's not going to help, but nah, yeah. Yeah, um, just a bit more effort and um, yeah, a bit more tackling. Um, yeah, and uh, some efficiency going inside 50 would be nice as well. Yeah, which is what was keeping us in games at the start of the year and has deserted us in a pretty significant way. Uh, look, just briefly looking at the game, pretending there's a snowball's chance in hell that we're actually a, a shot in this one. The Lions had a bit of a dip in form a month or so ago. You know, lost a couple on the trot and fell out of the four. Keys, they've won two in a row now uh, comprehensively. 10 goals, at, well, 64 points and 85 points in back-to-back wins. Uh, against the Dockers, against the Pies, sides that have both beaten us recently. With that in mind, let's lean into the tipping, I suppose. Is there anything, you've, you've said this is be the perfect game for us to actually turn up and win and just drag on the season, drag on some hope. Do you think we're going to do it? What, what do you reckon the odds are? And, uh, and who do you think is going to be our best on ground on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I reckon we win. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love the optimism. No, no, I reckon it's just there's like just yeah, it, it, it there's been a issue. I, I don't know if I've ever posted about it. Sort of evil's an expectation. When when we've got mm. expectations, as long as we've, we've really struggled, we've got no on us this weekend. No one's going to give us. Any hope is entirely the game we turn around and go out and win. Mm. Um, so yeah, we are. We're going to win by twenty-four, and um, <laughs> and the great white hope, Jack Darling, is going to remind us of why Simpson kept playing him all these games when he's been absolute shit, and he's going to kick seven goals. Useless. Which would be seven goals. There you go. Career best, I think. I'd love to see that. Yep. That'd give us something. See, that's the sort of thing that'd give us something going into next yeah. year. I saw a comment before about trading. We'd be trading him at his lowest value because at his best, we've seen how good he can be. Miggs, he hasn't found his best, but if Keys has his way, that'd be a nice weekend for yourself. Do you think the Eagles can pull out the uh, the rabbit out of the proverbial hat? And if so, who's going to lead the charge? Wouldn't that be annoying if? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna finish ninth, and all of a sudden Jack Darling comes out and kicks seven goals. Jesus, uh, the the year we've had. Yeah, um, no, I don't think we can win. Um, okay. I know this is the sort of game that um, we do turn around and win when there's no expectation. But I just I don't see how that happens this week. Um, no, we don't play well in Queensland at night in those conditions. We've lost Kennedy, Kelly, McGovern, Shepherd. Um, yeah. it's a date, isn't it, or not? Oh, I got that fucked up. Uh, oh, it's, yeah, it's here, so it's probably, or something. Yeah, yeah, that nice greasy, yeah, as we've probably. seen, you know, the Simon Black retirement and all those games at the Gabba. Slick. Oh, yeah. So yeah, no, I think we'll lose by about six goals. Uh, mm-hmm. And best of field, I'll say Jack Redden. He's been in pretty good form since he's come back in. Yep. Uh, and he'll want to stick it up his old side. There you go. Well, on that theme, I was going to say Witherden for best on ground because 
He was pretty good last week. I thought Cole was good last week as well, moving up the ground, giving us that drive off half back. So either of those, but I'll go with it and for the romance in it. Uh, the Brisbane Lions are going to win. They're going to win comfortably. My hope is that the Dogs win on Friday night and set up the game to be irrelevant and the Lions start you know, tinkering with some stuff, but I don't think it'll matter. We're in strife uh, and I think we're just waiting out the clock on this one, gents. So I think let's just call it there. Best on ground with it and why not? Cool. All right, that will do it from us for the week. Not the uh, most engaging preview we've ever done, I don't think. But, uh, you know, it is what it is at this point in time. Migs, I'll throw it over to you to say thanks very much for uh, for coming on the show and for sitting in the crowd at the Freo game, for putting up with the Eagles, and uh, just for sticking with us all throughout the year because we've got one more of these to do at this rate, and yeah, it might not be pretty. But anyway, we've got you on for now, so thank you for that. Yeah, no worries. Did I mention I'm in isolation after being exposed on um on Oh, Sunday? no. Got the purple. Yeah, yeah. So Not a bad. Yeah, sitting at home for 14 days. Not a good, not ideal. No fun. Uh, Keys, you're back. You put the entire club in the crosshairs. Yep. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Nice to see you back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been... I spent most of the season trying to defend the club, but I've sort of... <laughs> ran out of patience this week and um but yeah onwards and upwards we'll happens in the off season um and we can not go to a grand final at just yeah of all yeah. the years we won't get into that yet we'll wait for it all to be confirmed but seems likely anyway guys that will do it from us for the week uh, we will be back next week to talk about the Brisbane game, to talk a little bit more about the off-season, but we'll do a bit of an off-season special as well, so we won't get too bogged down into that one. Uh, but for now, look, yep, thanks for joining us. Thanks for sticking with us throughout the show as well. Not the most fun time to be a West Coast Eagles fan, but hopefully if you jump on the show, have your say, jump in the comments, have a bit of fun with us here every Thursday. Uh, other than that, guys, that'll do us for the week, and we will see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.